0: again, folks. Welcome to Lords of Order, a DC Dr. Fate fan podcast. I'm Ed Moore, your host, and this is episode 35. If feedback you feel you should leave, I'm getting all Yoda there for some reason, you can do so at uh, bigtimenoise.com slash Dr. Fate. That's the website. Lords of Order have has a page. I have tense problems with that. Lords, and and Order, the two different tenses, I have verb issues there. Anyways, Lords of Order has pages on Google Plus and Facebook. The Dr. Fate Fan Podcast is the address for gmail.com. Now today's story, The Leopard Girl, comes to us from More Fun Comics, the 1936 volume, issue 66, April 1941. Now, if you should choose after hearing about this to hunt this up to read, or want to read more of the initial appearances of Dr. Fate in More Fun Comics, you can find those at Golden Age Dr. Fate Archives, number one. This particular story is there, but also shows up in Detective Comics, the 1937 volume, the first volume issue 439 from march 1974 now i have no idea why because i didn't go look that up so i I don't know what they're doing there but they're doing something having a dr fate story from 1941 in there it's only what 33 years old then all right the leopard girl excuse me our narrator tells us The man who has mastered the ancient mysteries of Egypt and Chaldea, who uses his tremendous powers to overcome those strange and secret persons using magic and witchcraft to accomplish evil. And we have a little circle image in which is drawn a bust of Inza, just so we know who she is, because at a party in Virginia, now she lives in New York, Dr. Fate lives in Salem, which I'm not exactly sure where that is unless it is Massachusetts. That's the only Salem that I know of off the top of my head. Although there is a uh, Salem-Tikyo College in West Virginia, now that I think about it. But I don't think that's where Dr. Fate is. So anyways, at this house in Virginia, there's a party. And at the party is Inza. She's talking to a dude. And we find out who Dude is later, out of nowhere... But for right now, it's dude. And he says, you've always wanted to meet a real leopard girl. There's one here tonight. And Enza's all about that because she's into that weird freaky stuff. I mean, she hangs around Dr. Fate, so, you know, like, what do you expect? But he introduces her, Enza, to Helen. Helen shows Enza her arm, which is indeed leopard spotted from the wrist up as far as she pulls up her robe, which is almost to her shoulder. Helen is none too pleased with this. She says she looks like any other circus freak. Now you can see for yourself, oh, I'm, I've am i hated myself. The boy I love left me. And Inza's trying to talk her down, basically, and she says, no, no, there he is, Ray Knight. And I want to say that somewhere in the back of my head I know that name, Ray Knight? Isn't that the... Golden Age Starman's name? Ray Knight? I know he was a third baseman for the Cincinnati Reds also, now that I think about it. But is that Starman's name? Hmm. Somebody let me know. Inza, cheer up. I know someone who may help you. Inza that evening, is standing at the balcony of the house, talking aloud, trying to communicate with Dr. Fate, but it doesn't work, so she goes to sleep. While she's asleep, she's attacked and cries out, Fate, Dr. Fate, help! This he does see. I guess it's the amount of the energy and emotion that's put into it. I don't know. She's in the same place and he's in the same place. Well, he's always in the same place. He's in that weird tower with no windows or doors outside of Salem. He says, I seem to hear Inza calling me from a great distance. She is in danger. So is that Dr. Fate being aloof? Or, well... He sees her, or it's a narration uh, thing, but there's a circle out in front of him, and Enza is lying there. And he does say, I see her. Those marks on her skin are the claw marks of a leopard. But I don't know how he's conjured this thing, because he's either standing... Or he's flying, and he's never done the circle conjuring so I can see in the distance before. Now he's looked in a scrying sphere, but that's not what he has here. I don't know. Maybe it's a new power. But he heads off, and he arrives at her room and wakes her. Says, a leopard girl. Are you sure? I've never heard of such a thing. She told him that a leopard girl attacked. She says, only this evening I saw spots on her skin. That's odd. From my studies on the subject, I would say, well, never mind. I'll have a look around. And he continues looking around the house here, opening doors, and wanders into Helen's room and sees, sure enough, now in one panel we see one arm, and then in the next panel we see both arms below the shoulders have leopard spots. So I'm I'm not sure if maybe her spots are developing quickly uh, between panels or if the first panel just left them out somehow. That would be... Probably Mr. Sherman leaving him out. He says, there's something strange, Dr. Fate He. There's something strange here. I can feel it in the atmosphere. Something odd. I wanted, almost want to do it like a James T. Kirk kind of voice for him there. It seems most appropriate. But as he's standing there looking over Helen, uh, dude. Okay, same dude from the beginning walks in. He says, a burglar. I'll kill you. Dr. Fate says, no need to shoot. You can't kill me. And dude shoots and says, Huh? And then we have narration here. Is Dr. Fate immortal? In a sense, yes. For he has learned the ultimate secret of the universe. How to convert matter into pure force and absorb it in his body. Bullets fired into him are converted into energy and contribute to his tremendous power. Um, First time we've ever seen that. And we're, you know, eight or ten... Maybe a few more appearances in, and this is the first time it's come up. You would think that would be something pretty cool that they would want to use initially for when he's always facing these gangsters and bad guys, because they always use guns, right? That's all they ever have in the 30s and 40s was, you know, Smith & Wesson or uh, 38 Specials or whatever it is. Not even any big handguns. They always have these little pea shooter-looking things. So, but it's never come up before. Something like that last issue came up for like the first time too. So I guess they're just adding to his his mythos as they go along uh slowly rather than dumping all of these he can do's honest at one time. That way he doesn't turn into a what's the word, a Mary Sue? Is that the word? That character uh that is unbeatable that can do everything and be everywhere, you know, the all-powerful character that RPG overseers try to uh Stop people from doing right? Anybody? No? Okay. So a uh, dude says, uh, "You, wh- who are you? My bullets didn't hurt you. And he tells him, I'm Dr. Fate. A leopard girl is in your house. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, and here's Helen who has arisen only to say, oh, and faint. Because, again, they're in her room. Dr. Fate says, Helen, reveal your innermost thoughts to me. I want to see your soul. Rather foreboding there, I think. And he's using that electric thing from his eyeballs again, his or his uh, the, the slots in his helmet kind of thing, you know, in her eyes. I told you about that a couple issues back. Dude says you can't get away with this nonsense. Get out of my house before I have you tossed out. Dr. Fate responds very well, but when I return, you may not be so demanding. And Dr. Fate disappears in a cloud of smoke, but he didn't leave the house. He just goes downstairs somewhere. He's looking around, and he notices something. Hmm, something kind of odd. Looking around all the ornate and decorative features of the house. Then he goes to the kitchen, opens the drawer, and checks out the utensils. Sure enough, there is not a shred of silver anywhere in the house anywhere well that just lends more credence to the fact that she must truly be a leopard girl because leopard people are killed by silver bullets i didn't mention that but dr fate said that earlier in the in the story so we know how to kill them and apparently somebody else does too because there's no silver in the house and then he says floors open And he gives a name here, and I'm not superstitious, but I I don't really get into saying things aloud too much unless I really know what they are. Eh, just to be on the safe side, you know. This is someone's name, or something's name, it looks like. Reveal to me the secrets of the tomb, he says. And he uh, dematerializes through the floor and falls into a large chamber under the house, and then somehow, either in this chamber or as he's walking around these underground chambers, he comes to one that has a couple coffins, and he says, ah, the tombs of the dead. No one would think to look here for a leopard skin. And one of them is empty. He opened one of the coffins. And then he says, as dude, holding a leopard skin, walks in on him. Blazing saddles. Yes. Um sorry for that interlude he says Sarkis with a leopard skin he kept it hidden here in the tomb so now we know dude's name is Sarkis okay we only have like a page or page and a half left of the story and out of nowhere Dr. Fate name drops right Sarkis uh, I don't know uh, is that a first name or a last name you know I don't know He says, you foul fiend. You have been feeding Helen drugs to turn parts of her skin to mottled spots. You wanted to drive her to kill herself so you'd get her inheritance as her cousin. And he says, how do you know that? I am Dr. Fate. I have the ability to read men's minds. Now you shall use your tricks no more. I guess that's how he learned dude's name was he must have read his mind right there. That's where he got Sarkis from. Dr. Fate sends Sarkis whirling into space. A case like yours cannot be handled by legal courts, so I banish you forever from the world of men. See how just mean he is? Boy, he just cuts nobody any slack. So he runs upstairs and he stops Helen just as she's about to plunge a dagger in her mouth. At least that's the way it looks like from the way it's drawn. I'm not sure that would kill her, but it would be a very painful way to go if if it did kill her. It'd take her a little while, I think. But he zaps her with some of his personal force energy and knocks the knife out of her hand. And then, I guess, hearing the confusion, Ray Knight and Inza run into the room. And Mr. Knight doesn't... There is no words exchanged between Helen and Ray, but he is seen walking off panel, the two of them looking longingly at each other with his hand on her shoulder. So I, I guess they reconciled... In in between panels here? I don't know. But Enza says, young love, I wish... And then Dr. Fate is standing, and he has his hand on the forehead of his helmet as he says, You wish you knew someone besides an eerie sorcerer like me, eh? Well, take a look. And he unhelms, or dehelms, or whatever the word would be, removes his helm. Narrator tells us for the first time, Dr. Fate removes his golden mask. And he says, surprised, eh? Surprised? I'm overwhelmed. What? what, How? She says. It's a long story how I became what I am today. I'll tell it to you. Meanwhile, I'm a human with remarkable powers. I'll say, she says. Tell me why we're so sure Helen wasn't a leopard girl. I wasn't aware that she was sure, but we're so sure. Because there are no such things as vampire, ghouls, those are hypnotically induced suggestions. People are made to believe in them, but actually they don't exist. And that's the end of our story. So there is your moral, okay? Just like Scooby-Doo and the gang, all of these things don't exist. They're real people. You just need to unmask them, okay? Keep that in mind. I'm a huge Scooby-Doo fan, by the way. Scooby-Doo rocks. Want to give some shout-outs to some people that have liked the... Lords of Order Facebook page. Carlos Solorio, Cider Cortmancha Ben Richardson, Skylar Schroeder, Eric Guzman, and Andre Carbajal. Thanks, folks, men, women, perhaps, for liking the page. Appreciate it. Next episode is a story from More Fun Comics 67. See you guys then. Ciao. Lords of Order is a Teal Production. And as such, is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution, Non Commercial, Non Derivative 3.0 Unported License.